0: OTB Rugby, And that's why those of us that aren't cynical but understand the workings, see the world rankings as they currently are, as very fallible and very loose. Subscribe to the Rugby stream on the OTB Sports
1: app now.
2: Alright, you're welcome along to Thursday's Off the Ball. Nathan with you this evening. We've got a very busy show ahead. Johnny Sexton has been in front of an EPCR disciplinary committee today arising from that misconduct charge he faced following the Champions Cup final, remember it there about I don't know, two months ago. Uh, So that has been ongoing. There is no white smoke and apparently we're not going to find out anything tonight. So he's going to be informed over the next couple of days. But it dragged on all day and we're all waiting to see what it means for Johnny Sexton and a potential suspension ahead of the World Cup or maybe even into the World Cup. Obviously somewhat overshadowing tomorrow's World Cup final for the under-20s against France. But Roy O'Connor's in Cape Town. He's going to bring us all the latest from 8 o'clock. Jordan Henderson, Liverpool captain... Heading to Saudi Arabia, it seems, £700,000 a week, tax-free. And we're going to hear from Dominic King on that story. Fabinho also said to leave Liverpool to go to Saudi Arabia. It's been another cracking day at Wimbledon. we we'll have Luke Jensen, and he's a burst of positivity from half past seven. And Declan Bogue is going to be talking to us ahead of the football semi-finals. That on the way after nine o'clock. Willow O'Callaghan is in the studio. How are you?
0: Not too bad, Nathan.
2: Richie McCormick, good evening. Gentlemen, how are you? Not Feel too good. bad. Best player to never win In all Ireland lads This was brought up In OTBAM. I've been thinking about it All day Says James in Roscommon Really James What are you doing What are you working at Did you get to think about this What's your suggestion day? Nathan Well I'll give you the top five Well. It's pretty simple
0: Number one Lee Keegan Number two Kieran McDonald. You're going to name the All Mayo team from the last 25 years
2: I was going to go Keith Higgins Okay <laughs> Number three Colin Boyle Lee McHale <laughs> Number four Billy really Joe, Number five, <laughs> Cullen Boyle. There's your top five. Simple as. Not a pattern to be had. Well, with respect to Billy Joe. Oh. You know, he wasn't quite on the list. Uh, Willie yeah. Joe, possibly. Yeah. But Willie Joe, obviously, you know, I was very young when Willie Joe was playing, so it's more
0: a uh, was Willie Joe not your cult hero when you were growing up? Well, exactly.
2: It's more yeah. state of being than um, actually a memory of every match he ever played. <laughs> you know, he was just an icon. But I'd always have Mikhail ahead of him just because of the legs. And Did the short, the 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 short shorts.
0: shorts. You've been thinking about this. This isn't John and Ross common at all.
2: Oh, well, there's nothing more glorious. We did, a, um, we did a road show up in Ackle just before COVID where we had both Willie Joe Padden and Lee McHale together on the same night. And Kilban. Yeah, it was you and Cal. That's, That's a Cal. lot of man. Oh, that was one of the, that w- is a lot of man. Possibly the greatest night I've had working in this organisation. But like, McHale's tanned legs. Like, they're not off Mayo. They're otherworldly. They still got it. Like, McHale must be heading for 50. We should do a 50th north birthday 50, special he, for, is he is he? North
0: 50 surely You're right He must He's in the mid
2: 90s He so looks I've done it He's in serious shape 58 <laughs> What there you That's go. outrageous Well for McHale's 60th birthday We're having a special Thursday night off the ball Mark it down the calendar right now
0: <laughs> Who's on? Him Timmy McCarthy His best mate Who else are you bringing in? Oh, a lot a of Dior many, Marsh some. The great Dior Marsh
2: Yeah that now basketball Absolutely uh, Here's a far better question Best player to never win is grand. But who are the worst players who've ever won in all Ireland? Oh good lord. <laughs> you can have a little think about that one, lads. A little think about
0: that one. I think for the best one you've got to include probably some of the Waterford hurlers of the last 20-30 years as well. Has to be good for them. Ollie Canning has to be up there too. Like fairness to the Waterford hurlers though, like they're playing a competition with about eight teams. You know, if they're that good they would have won one. Which probably makes it all the more painful, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As a Mayo man who can understand the pain of defeats in major finals. Well, I think we've had a bit
2: more pain than even Waterford. I have no sympathy for them at all. Uh, There's a hell of a lot going on today, and we're going to be covering quite a bit of it over uh, the next while. Uh, We'll start with the golf, though, obviously. Uh, Rory McIlroy's been talking. So he played today, played really well. Back Scottish Open, we're a week away from the Open Championship. It's at Royal Liverpool. He won the last time at Royal Liverpool in 2014. Starts off brilliantly at the Renaissance Club. You think Rory's going to be happy with life. Obviously, there's been a lot of live talk. A lot of live talk uh, with the Senate hearing over the last 24 hours and all that. He was asked about uh, live and part of the live conversation. I'm sure you probably heard Joe's uh, chat last night with Jeff Shackelford when Amanda Staveley of Newcastle United fame was putting together. Her list of things that she would uh, like, like to, to purchase see. for them, yeah. So, you know, a little bit of give and take here and there. Uh, part of it was that both Rory McElroy and Tiger Woods would be offered live team ownership and play in 10 <coughs> tournaments each, which I pointed out in Golf Weekly today. I definitely think raises the possibility of a hologram version of Tiger Woods playing in golf tournaments some stage not that far into the future I do
0: think there's no way he's going around for 10 tournaments a year PGA or live anytime soon Uh, Rory was asked about it
2: today Uh, gave a very considered response he said if live golf was the last place to play golf on earth I'd retire
0: now the people around live golf are partially his future employers are they not Nathan Absolutely Like This feels like major shade Even if he can go No 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 It's the live concept I have an issue with Not the new Amalgamation merger Whatever Terms you want to use He still just turned around And said You know what Stick your poxy league
2: It's very strange Because I would see it as PIF and LIV Are more or less The same thing Yes Different lettering But the PIF Owns Runs Live Gov I think what McIlroy is trying to say is the Greg Norman entity is something he never wants to be a part of. But it is going to be fascinating as this develops. And already following off from the Senate hearing, even in the last hour, they're trying to pick apart this deal. And both sides have now bizarrely agreed that they will still poach from either side. So it was anti-competitive that Liv had agreed to stop poaching from the PGA Tour. The players should still be offered up. How all this develops, God knows. But you'd have to think that there is every possibility that McElroy would be expected to play in some sort of a live event play in Saudi Arabia. Or maybe, he just says, as he said previously, didn't like where the money is coming from and he plays his PGA Tour events and whatever live swing there is in the winter in Saudi, he just skips it all.
0: Maybe pays is fine if he doesn't turn up for a certain tournaments designated in the Middle East or whatever else and moves on.
2: It's incredible because... We were on Golf Weekly recording earlier and After Rory's round And he didn't do any media at all this week ahead And we were saying again We thought maybe this was just an American thing Post the Masters That he was staying out of stuff for a little while, Richie And then straight after his round Just drops this absolute bombshell That will get everybody talking for the next week
1: Yeah, and but it's not saying anything new So it's, I don't know I'm kind of finding the whole Rory hates live thing Kind of tiresome Particularly when it is the same entity And the same pockets funding now Literally all of golf, all of men's golf, at least. Anyway, um, like I don't know what his his gripe is now at this stage. It, it kind of, it it's losing a bit of. Well, scheme. I think
2: his gripe, if it's more difficult to look at now that they're coming together and um, there seems to be have a, the issues at board level have been cleared up. His issue is, live came in and tried to destroy the game of professional golf as it was. Yeah, so
0: it seems his issue is far less the ownership and more so they tried to divide golf in half. Mm.
2: And I think it's most definitely Just personal with Greg Norman as well mm. With the way it developed um, Made of mind connor has been in touch Patrick Horgan Decent shout Mickey Cork says Patrick Horgan's got to be up there as well Hard to think it's nearly 20 years Since Liam was side. It's a drought And John and YouTube Hurling top four Tony Brown John Milan Ollie Canning Kieran Carey
0: So he didn't put Huggy in there
2: Lads, best non-Mayo players never to win in All-Ireland. <laughs> That's the new list. That's the new list we're going with. Declan Brown, Maddie Ford, Eamon O'Hara, Paul Pardon, Desi Dolan.
0: All good players. All probably, yeah. I think you've just given a list of the best players of their respective counties. I heard uh, Shane trying to get Monahan in, and people were complaining he was just using his Monahan bias by trying to get McManus in as one of his best ever. Shane's Monahan bias? Surely not. I know, never heard of it, Richie. Uh,
2: no,
1: shocking
2: Garrod who's watching us on YouTube was at Live in St Albans at Centurion last Friday Concept is excellent He loves a flash mob does Garrod That's what gets him going at a golf tournament What, what did there Garrod a, like? The has been That's what, we want to know. Yeah. That's what we want to know We had our Golf Weekly Day on Monday at Killeen Castle and last weekend so Liv you would have said was of the male tournaments the one that stood out so you had a DP World Tour event you had a PGA Tour event that none of the top guys were playing in. You had Live Golf, and we asked the audience who had watched what, and I think half the audience had watched the European Tour Golf on the Sunday afternoon. A good percentage had watched the PGA Tour on the Sunday night, or I would say we're flicking between that and the uh, Women's US Open. I think two people had watched the Live event, and it was Cam Smith against Patrick Reed. Like, it's not having any cut-through at all.
0: Our friends of the
1: pod, golf purists, though, who would be turned off by... No, they're
2: absolute golf nerds.
1: They're nerds. They'll watch Anthem. They'll Except Liv Golf
2: Anthem. it turns out.
1: Yeah. They'll watch two lads trying to play pitch and put up in St. Anne's Park to be honest. But like they won't watch Liv.
2: <laughs> is Liv called... Pitch and Put in St. Anne's Park? There is yeah. Here I'll tell you where it was. It was. I'll tell you where it was. I was down in Marley Park which is some would say a superior park Richie. The, you know? <laughs> oh, the well, south it doesn't side equivalent. the south
1: side. Well you see Marley Park doesn't have a seaside uh, f- a seaside frontage. Um, oh, unlike, it's got uh, the ma- uh, uh, Dan's Well,
2: St. Anne's Park doesn't have the
1: mountains in the background does it? Uh, it has uh, lovely clantar from the background. It has uh, magic tunnels underneath the whole... Anyway, one thing St. Anne's Park... Small Japanese garden. Is Potter
2: Carrington's
0: putting green. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it's based on this Himalayas circuit that they have at St. Andrews. It's basically 18-hole putting green. And it's free. 100% free. Rock down with the kids. They give you your putters. With the kids. They give you the balls. Come on, where are we going, da? The putting green, brilliant. <laughs>
0: Harrington's putting green.
2: Well, I went to play crazy golf last Friday with them, and it was fifty quid. <laughs> this is free. It's it's the best deal in Dublin. Is crazy golf not a lot more? I fun would for drive the kids from the this. north side to the south side for this. No, cra- but this is it's this is a mix of it's actually very good putting practice for golfers for you. It, not there's for a for touch, kids. there's a touch of crazy golf to it. It's incredibly <laughs> difficult. Touch of it's, in, but it's the be- like something like this you would expect to be paying. 15 quid for an hour I was there for 90 minutes totally free they give they give you the clubs you don't even need to bring the clubs they give you the I don't know where you're it's
1: laughing not. this is a public service announcement because stupid <laughs> yeah. and you're playing you're, you're putting on They're Father Garrington's little
0: green I have this expectation of your it's kids of you turning around to them going sorry children you can stand over there you're not going to enjoy this on the same level I will well,
1: that's, it's the summer holidays I get to pick and choose remember Do you remember that bit in Fahrenheit 9-11 where, uh, was it, George Bush turns to the camera and says, now watch me make this drive. (laughs) That's you, dear kids, on the button green.
2: (laughs) This is not a joke. This was a serious point. This is one of the best free things you can do in Dublin right now. If you're down the country and you're coming up for a match at the weekend, I'd say stop (laughs) by Marley Park. There's a big car park out the back. It's just off the M50. In you go. This is... This is the greatest idea Harrington has oh ever no. had
0: We're going to Merley Park There should have a
2: statue Of Harrington outside it I'm starting Nathan a campaign Murphy. right now There should be you're a statue Indian... Of Harrington anyways In Dublin As our greatest sports person
1: Why you're not put it outside
2: the... His pudding green
1: Nathan you have to Put it forward You're going to be in front Of an accounts committee meeting You have to admit That you're in the employ Of Big Park But what I'm Come saying on, Richie is
2: This is the remarkable thing It's free
0: Where do you get at it For free these days You didn't use A communal putter though No way No I brought my own putter Yeah there you go See <laughs> Obviously. I've got to use a communal putter. That was one of the reasons you were saying it was so great. Exactly. Oh, I turn up, there's putters here.
2: So you can go and Richie can go. And the kids can go and you don't need to buy them a putter just to go down. They've got kids putters and everything. And free golf balls. Like, I don't know how, like, how many people just go home with the golf balls. I wouldn't advise it. Because then the worry with this is someone will ruin it for everybody else. I'm just putting it out there. Public service announcement. Okay. We've maybe gone too far with this now. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Particularly since there's so much going on uh, this afternoon. Uh, Richie, where do you want to start?
1: Uh, We'll start in Europe, namely on Gibraltar, where uh, Dundalk played out a goalless draw away to Bruno's Magpies in the first leg of their Conference League first qualifying round tie. They'll meet again at Oriol next Thursday. They are 16 minutes into the first half in Torshavn. Derry City are taking on HB of the Faroe Islands. No Ryan Graydon for Derry tonight, with the winger signing a two-year deal with Fleetwood Town. Bohemians have pipped Dublin rivals St. Pat's to the signing of Danny Grant. The winger left Bowes for Huddersfield two and a half years ago, but never managed a senior appearance he spent last season on loan at League Two Harrogate. Slugger Rovers meanwhile, have signed Portuguese striker Pedro Martello. Waterford defender Timmy Saboale has joined the English League One Club Shrewsbury. Saboale has been replaced at the RSC by 19-year-old Harry Nevin, formerly of Preston. So what's been going on with Johnny Sexton today? Uh, He has, uh, well, he's got to wait ahead of him. He will have to wait until tomorrow at the earliest to discover his fate as it relates to the World Cup. The Ireland captain spent all day before an independent disciplinary panel that got underway at 9am. He's charged with misconduct arising from his behaviour during the Heineken Champions Cup final. The hearing concluded without a judgment being handed down. Leinster have also been charged with failing to exercise reasonable control over Sexton around that clash with La Rochelle at the Aviva Stadium. And wouldn't you know it, Leinster's Heineken Champions Cup pool campaign will begin with a rerun of last season's final. They'll be away to La Rochelle on December the 10th. Connacht are the first Irish side into action on Friday, December 8th. They have a home match with bordeaux Beg Ulster are away to Bath on the Saturday that weekend. And Munster will be at home to Bayonne. Uh, it's a bit away, but we will have
2: full commentary of all those big games in the European Champions Cup come December. Forget Mayo, lads. Best Connacht player never to win in All-Ireland. Leitrim's Lake great, Paddy McGarty. Is a message in from anonymous, and Garrod has been in touch. Who was at Centurion for the live golf last week? Music on every tee and green, less formal. The funification of sport has got to stop, unless it's free golf. <laughs> They're putting green, <laughs> putting green, which is fine for everybody. But this idea of if we add a bit of music, it's just more crack for everybody.
1: It's not, though, is it? No. It never is. But it had never time
2: is. It Garrod never Garrod, listen, if that's if that's what you're into, Garrod, I suppose we should. Uh, welcome back to Liz and Rahini, who's just home from Boston. She missed us but she's glad to be home.
1: It's been a while. Good to Fair have
2: you. Is. Good to have you, Liz. Um so the is it a row between the Camogie Association, the GEA, the LGFA, the GPA? Yeah.
1: Seems like there is at this stage. The Camogie Association today releasing a statement criticising the GPA's handling of the dispute involving inter-county women's players. They claim the players' union has failed to engage with them in a meaningful way since April's publication of the GPA's state of play report. This week, the GPA confirmed that Camogie and women's senior footballers would not be engaging in media duties as they continue to seek a female squad charter. The Camogie Association say they will be seeking the assistance of the GEA as they look to improve supports for intercounty players.
2: I think the GA made it clear yesterday as well at the Oireachtas that if they look for help, they'll be only too happy to, to assist them.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Tom Ryan wrote a pretty open check uh, when he was in front of the Oireachtas committee. And it just makes you wonder why there can't be a speeding up of the process to integrate the associations if the GA are so open-minded for it to happen. I mean, I know there's a lot of detail still to be worked out, but... If this charter is to happen and if the GAA need to be the people alongside the GPA who are the ones that actually uh, get that process going, why can't they just speed up integration and get it done? Because ultimately, if the GA need to be the stakeholder who provide this even as an external body currently, surely it makes more sense to actually be joined up at this stage. And last few weeks have just been messy. You even think of the weekend where the GPA have come out about the fact that the uh, Kilkenny and Clare players on Sunday were mm. going to wear a T-shirt, but then instructions were given out that they were asked not to do so. But the GEA denied that that instruction was Mm. given out. So, again, who do you believe in all this? There's a a huge amount of back and forth. I mean, it seems bizarre if the GPA was not in direct correspondence with the Camogie Association for the best part of a month. There's so uh, so many parts of this that just don't make
2: sense, including, I think, the GPA protest that a union would have only
0: half its members protesting. Hmm. And then it it opened up a bit When there was the solidarity From the captains And some of the individual counties I've noticed over the last 48 hours On social media Have been producing videos Of their captains Across their four teams Who were all joined together And wearing the t-shirts But then for the protest With the men's team Not to happen at the weekend It looked a little bit messy And confusing around The Kilkenny team With the Kilkenny-Cork game as well Even though it was denied later That Kilkenny were not taking A formal part in the protest It still looked messy The Cork went back Into the dressing rooms And felt kind of disunited and you also wonder at this stage, um, the protests, are they really having that much of an impact on advancing the story at this stage? I think most people are probably thinking, yeah, basic standards for female players should be there. Yes, a team doctor should be available and, you know, players shouldn't be out of pocket for playing. But at the same time, there's kind of a, a recognition that where is that money going to come from?
2: Uh, the referee has been announced for the, hur- <coughs> for the hurling. Year. Excuse me.
1: I know you're disgusted at the fact that there'll be a Wicklow official looking after the All Ireland senior hurling final meeting of Limerick and Kilkenny. It's John Keenan, who was the man in the middle for last year's Munster hurling final but this will be his first senior All-Ireland decider. Meanwhile, David Herity, guest of the show on Monday, has stepped down after five years in charge of the Kildare hurlers under the stewardship of the former Kilkenny goalkeeper. Kildare won two Christy rings and the Division 2B league title.
2: I've only seen half of this interview so far, and I'm sure a lot of people have watched it today. It's um, been doing the rounds online, Mm. but I would recommend everybody does sit down for a little while and watch it. So Deli Alley has sat down with Gary Neville um, to talk about some of the issues that he's faced over the last few years. she should point out the only reason he ended up talking to Gary Neville was because a tabloid had threatened to go public uh, with his story that he'd been in rehab. Uh, what can you tell us about it, Richie?
1: Yeah, Deli revealed that he was sexually abused when he was just six years old and began dealing drugs two years later. The Everton midfielder was talking about his childhood on the Overlap podcast with Gary Neville. He says he's recently spent six weeks in a rehab facility to deal with his mental health. He's also been addicted to sleeping pills in the past. The 27-year-old, as you mentioned there, says he only decided to approach Neville and his people with his story when a tabloid threatened to go public with that rehab tale.
2: Yeah, it really is um, dreadful what Deli Ali has been through. And look, we're probably all guilty of looking at his career from afar and wondering what might have been and what could have been, considering just how brilliant he was and those couple of years under Maurizio Pochettino at Tottenham and such a force for the England side. And hard to imagine back in 2016 that when England are competitive at a 2022 World Cup he's nowhere near the squad not even in contention and barely playing football whereas I think when you listen to his story actually the success is that he had this sort of career at all that he was able to get to the very top considering uh, all he went through when he was a kid
0: particularly he points out if you Watch the full video that even when he was at his absolute peak around 2018 particularly that summer with England uh, when they got to the World Cup semi-finals he was saying outwardly he was playing really well he was smiling everyone thought he was jovial and really good fun and at the same time he was in the middle of having to hide everything and also he was uh, on sleeping pills at the time and he felt that everything was a mess outside of football it was almost like football it was a relief at the time and then I think for so many people that wasted potential narrative is obviously huge and people try to distill it back to almost the conversation with Jose Mourinho, which was filmed as mm. part of the Tottenham documentary, which is almost this idea that Deli Alli doesn't want it enough, that it was almost all before him. And then you probably get an appreciation when you see him break down and get Gary. Ne- Gary Neville gets remarkably um, emotional himself while talking to Deli Alley as Deli Ali shares a story on this as well. Uh, you probably realize what this guy's been going through, not just for. You know, the period where people talk about his wasted potential, but issues he's had since he was only a very, very young boy. Uh, you can watch that online on The Overlap now. Uh, Luke Jensen coming up in about 10 minutes'
2: time on Wimbledon, but ladies' mm. single semi-finals day today.
1: Yeah, it was a great, uh, particularly the second match uh, on centre court. Anz Jabur through to a second consecutive Wimbledon women's singles final. The seventh seed came from a set and 4-2 down in the second to beat the second seed, Arena Sabalenka, in three sets today. Jabur will play Marketa Vondrosova in Saturday's final. The Czech beat Alina Svitolina 6-3, 6-3 in the first match on centre court.
2: I'm a bit concerned now about the putting green in Marley because it's in really good condition. So you would think, again, that when there's that many people on it, that it could get wrecked. Bad weather but, they a, but they have a limit on the amount of people that can go on every day. You're not helping this by but going this on is the radio and going, go this was was like early the, the best, weekend. The best secret in uh, South Dublin. And not anymore. opened it up to the masses. It five star rating green. for the Marley Pudding Green, says One Trick Pony on YouTube. And Enda has been in touch on Twitter. Sounds brilliant. My son was up in Dublin today. He'll be sickened that he could have spent an hour or two putting there. Do I tell him he'll be leaving the country for a while next week? Like it's it's good, but I I don't know it's gonna. A, a nice little treat
0: in your final few hours in the country. Exactly. Let's go put for an hour. Yeah, I think the little statue of Harrington
2: outside would be a great idea, wouldn't it? That's very weird. Why? Why would it's we just... not have a, Why should we not have a, a statue of Potter Harrington? You should probably like if, like if, if Potter Harrington was one. from down the country, you'd absolutely yeah. have a statue of him. there will end up being a statue of Shane Lowry in
0: Clara. One
2: hundred one already.
0: I was just going to say I'm surprised there's not one already. So
2: why wouldn't we have a statue of Harrington?
1: Not, not in Marley Park, like. What? Maybe in Staxtown.: but not well, is literally up the road and it's a yeah, private it golf road. club. So you can't exactly. go,
2: it's like a mile up the road. You can't Keep go in and see it there. Marley's the public park. We start it right here.
0: Do you not get slightly worried that almost every statue that's meant for a sports person is horrific? Well, that's, that's
2: uh, <laughs> always always a worry. Though, though down at Killeen Castle, there's a statue of Jack Nicholas and Paul Ferreter, who was the sculptor, was uh, playing in our golf day on Monday. And it's top
0: quality. So basically what you're saying is You yeah,
2: are the get man the right person at the right time You are the middle would, man To yeah. go
0: to him Commission a Potter Carrington statue And make it good uh, Jack or,
2: Nicklaus designed the course at Killing Castle By the way They didn't just put one yeah, there randomly. randomly there yeah
1: Or you'll describe it's statue as good If you get to play with it's sculptor Well exactly I think yeah, it should be
2: recognised When the statue has been unveiled As to the <sighs> driving force behind this
0: That you went off on one tonight
2: So let's start it South Dublin County Council Or wherever Whatever council Marley Park is in
0: Let's get it going. It's Very right down shortly. very right down, yeah. yeah.
2: I probably. Possibly. Anyways, I, I don't think it's that outlandish an idea. Uh, bring us up to date with what's going on at the Scottish Open. And the yeah, great Rob- man
1: himself. Uh, yeah, Rory McIlroy, three shots off the lead following his opening round of 64 at the Scottish Open today. He is 6-under par with Korea's Byung-Hun-An, the clubhouse leader there, on 9-under. Padraig Harrington shot a 3-under round of 67. Tom McKibben finished level. Shane Larry is also, uh, we finished on 1-over par, pardon me, today. Uh, meanwhile, Seamus Power pulled out midway through his first round. His uh, participation at next week's Open Championship very much in doubt due to a hip injury.
2: So we're going to talk to Dominic King about uh, both Merseyside clubs uh, a little bit later on, but really focusing on the stories around Liverpool. And I think a lot of people were very surprised about this story last night for many reasons, uh, both Mm. um, on the footballing side and on the moral side, that Jordan Henderson looks set to move to Saudi Arabia
1: yeah Saudi clubs appear to be conducting a raid on Liverpool's midfield in particular Al Etifak, managed by Steven Gerrard have reportedly agreed a deal with Jordan Henderson a fee is still to be agreed with Liverpool though for the 33 year old which could be a stumbling block while Al Itihad are hoping to lure Fabinho away from Anfield, a bid of 40 million has been put on the Brazilian
2: so the talk around Henderson is 700 grand a week tax free yep mm-hmm so you can't really turn that kind of money down, can very you? Very difficult to turn down. Now, yeah. I think a lot of people are rightly very upset by the potential of this happening. Like uh, Liverpool LGBT fan group saying today they're appalled, concerned that like Jordan Henderson has been such a supporter of them for fairly outspoken around on a series of issues yeah. around the Rainbow Laces campaign um, throughout COVID as well, and then to turn around and go to Saudi Arabia. Now, he's on about 220 grand a week. So you can say the money doesn't matter and people say life-changing You know, from where Jordan Henderson grew up. Um, you know, I think his current contract is probably life-changing in itself, uh, but 700 grand a week, three-, four-year deal. He's probably going to come away with somewhere between 80 and 100 million if he was to see it out and get paid, which does actually seem to be one of the concerns here. Quite a few of these clubs are going under transfer bans and all sorts for lack of wages but again probably maybe. less
0: concerned are the PIF for back in the top mm. four clubs you would think that the money's there for them and this is a big play on sport they're doing right now like Brozovic Milinkovic Savic they're signing Ruben Neves they're signing like we compared this to China a few weeks ago oh, this is much, just feels much bigger different.
2: now than China I think Karim Benzema is signing like Cristiano Ronaldo at the time obviously said all this in train but like Benzema World Footballer of the Year mm. Going to Saudi change things, and then Jordan Henderson, Liverpool captain. You wouldn't say at the peak of his powers, but Henderson would have started twenty games for Liverpool next season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I guess it from he's like he was such a progressive figure in terms of the Premier League, uh, in terms of captaincy, how he used that, how he used it to influence others as well in the league. I don't think that should be forgotten either. And to see him just go, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll just take the, the Saudi money and forget all that that I have done. Like Liverpool is a funny club. Like they will, their fans can easily wash you out of history if you are seen to have gone against the grain there, be it while you're still there or in leaving or something you've done post being there. Um, Like there's players, like like people like Souness, uh, for what he did with speaking to the Sun, Michael Owen with joining Manchester United, you can be forgotten about pretty quickly there. Uh, in terms of being a fan favourite and if he does take that money to go to a a country like Saudi Arabia as attractive as the money is uh, I don't think he'll be as viewed in the same light at Liverpool that he may have been had he just played out these last couple of years and rode off into the sunset into retirement And on the
2: purely footballing side of it I think when these deals started initially People probably looked at what was going on at Chelsea A lot of football fans may have thought Well actually this is ideal for clubs You're getting rid of players in their 30s Who you might want to get rid of for massive money Like Liverpool are going to get maybe 20 million
0: At most for Henderson Yeah but if they get 40 million for Fabinho It works out quite nicely doesn't it? It's a heck of a turnover in their midfield
2: Six, seven midfielders Still speculation around Thiago as well You'd have to expect that they're going Mm -hmm. to invest in At least one or two new midfielders
1: and they need, Do you know what they need? They need uh, strengthening in other areas. They need a right back if they're going to persist with this mm. thing and playing uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold in midfield. Uh, they're, the centre of their defence is still pretty thin um, in terms of top, top-level ability. And you only have to look at Virgil van Dijk's performances this season for club and certainly for the Netherlands, for country. Like They're really so par. Uh, and they would need strengthening there. And it wouldn't like, be along with uh, Marco van Basten and Ruud Hullard unrate right, version of Van Dyke's abilities as a captain uh, by any stretch so if they are going to sell these players like Fabinho and Henderson for a chunk of change needs to be invested wisely in, in people who can defend. Nothing from the
2: Oroctus today, lads.
1: Oh, no Oroctus the last three it? days. We're done.
2: We are done with the Oroctus and uh, we are done with the news round as well. Richie, thank you as ever.
1: Nice and Nathan.
0: Hello
2: Callahan. Cheers lads. You're welcome to Marley to the pudding anytime. green anytime. Anytime,
0: just we'll, we'll pass the statue on the way in for a bit of luck. Exactly.
2: Just, just remember who's unveiling it. I'll be you know, me and Podrick together sometime next year. It's <laughs> going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing.